And now stay tuned for Heart to Heart with Dr. G. Welcome to Heart to Heart. I'm Dr. G. And uh, it occurs to me that um, a lot is being said these days about taking good care of oneself, knowing how to relax, to breathe, and to be kind to oneself because life is a bit demanding, perhaps more so than ever, possibly. And your personal circumstances may be aggravated uh, on the good side, but also on the difficult and troubling side. And so it's a reminder that real love, love that will last, a relationship that will last is always a work in progress. So today, I'll talk about that a little bit. What can you do when the relationship, young or uh, old or in the medium of your life, in, in the middle of your life, uh, is giving you some difficulties because circumstances may have changed. So stay tuned. When Maya Angelou was um, celebrating her um, 70th birthday, Oprah asked her what she thought of growing older. One of the things that she said pertains to everyone who is in a loving relationship, whether it's very young or you've been together for a couple of years or you have been together for many, many years. And here's what she said. I have learned that people will forget what you said People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to take responsibility for everything that someone claims you may have done because maybe it was a reflection of their perspective. Yet at the same time, it's good to take responsibility for oneself in all aspects of life and certainly in a relationship. Nowadays, with all the changes that are taking place still to this day, many people are working from home. And whether there are two people working both in, from the same place, and they may have offices, maybe home offices, but more likely one is at the kitchen table and one is at the living room table or something of that sort. And it can take a toll because you see each other much more of the time, 
possibly. You're in each other's company, and it becomes difficult to separate, differentiate between um, office-related, business-related uh, materials and, and, and uh, perspectives and personal ones. But in addition, it's also difficult to get uh, to be in the company of someone, even someone whom you love dearly, and you wouldn't want to cause them pain for anything in the world. Yet at the same time, that much familiarity, that much closeness can result in a little bit too much of a very good thing. It's a little bit like chocolate, which you've heard me say before, it's like a little bit of it might be great, but a whole lot of it might make you ill. And so a lot of time spent together adds to the difficulties in re keeping a relationship alive no matter what. In an article that I wrote some time ago, um, I talked about two people who obviously were in love with each other, and it was a very tender scene. And yet, how can these lovers ensure longevity and richness to their relationship or their marriage? So I say to everyone, whether you are married, partnered, newly partnered, or tar have been tar uh, partnered for a long time, here are some ideas to keep your relationship alive and joyful and re and. Um, and romantic, my gracious, because it's not that difficult to be romantic at the beginning of a relationship. Yet at the same time, when you've been together and more than you anticipated ever, it could be that you need to take a second look at how can we keep this relationship alive and well and joyful and light-hearted in spite of the intense proximity that we experience. Or it could be, in, fa in fact, because of distance, because sometimes people who travel for their work and uh, spend more time apart. And so it's, it can be very nice to say, oh, it's always like the first time because we are away from each other a few days at a time or even a, few, a couple of weeks at a time. Yet at the same time, there are some very very earth-minded kind of concerns that come up, and one needs to be able to address those while also keeping the flame of love alive and well. So here are a few tips. Some may seem very important to you in particular, and some may be already well taken care of. And yet it's, it's good to have a list on, in mind of things that you want to attend to. It's, it's a little bit like paying your bills. Uh, if you have a list of bills that you anticipate, whether it's your electricity or your uh, telephone service or your computer service, et cetera, et cetera, it's good to allow for the budget 
to have a place for those expenses because you have to expect them. The rent or the mortgage uh, comes probably every month. And it's good to know ahead of time that you will have the money at the ready at the time in question. Well, a relationship is a lot like that. Don't ever assume, says I in number one, don't ever assume that the relationship will take care of itself. And sometimes, especially when people are new with each other, whether they are have uh, whether they are very young in age or whether they have been perhaps married before and have found each other and say, oh, this relationship will be a wonderful relationship and we'll, we will be just wildly in love with each other forever. Well, that could well be, except that love needs to be fed, nurtured, and attended to on a regular basis. So if it needs your personal nurturing and dedicated attention on a daily basis, and guess what? It needs that forever. In other words, do not take your relationship for granted and do not take each, each other, the partner, for granted. F familiarity has its own merits, but it also has its demerits. We tend to take someone for granted when they have been there and available and nearby. Uh, a lot of years or a lot of time or they are always there. And it's good to remember that that person has feelings, wants, needs, and perspectives that may differ from yours and from your own. And it is good to be attentive to recognizing, acknowledging that partner, and respecting and appreciating, R-A, respecting and appreciating, or appreciating and respecting, A-R. <laughs> Whether you put the letters in one order or the other, it makes no difference. The fact is that no one wants to be taken for granted, and a relationship cannot ever be taken for granted if you would like your love relationship to keep being alive uh, and, and exciting and, and uh, nourishing. Uh, it is good to pay attention to the daily needs of your own and of your own partner. And so with that in mind, I'll be back to talk about, well, at some point I'll talk about communication, a very important piece so as to be able to converse in such a way as to take care of oneself and one another.
The second item on my list is, well, I've already mentioned that. Never, 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 never take your partner for granted. That partner is choosing to be with you. That partner may at times be uh, a nuisance or you may be angry or annoyed or irritated with your partner. Yet at the same time, it's good to look beyond that to acknowledge the real feelings while also acknowledging the preciousness of the relationship and the presence of your mate who stays with you as a partner. So your partner will always need to feel valued, noticed, and appreciated. Valued for his, her, that person's talents and capabilities and the role that they can play that you may not be play quite as well. Notice that you are aware of their presence and ready to acknowledge what they do well, even if it has nothing to do with you. And appreciated that you value their presence in your life. You value that they are staying put, even if even you might be at times a little difficult to get to, to have a, a, around so much of the time. And yet at the same time, especially for those of you who work from home or, or uh, are in close proximity a lot of the time, much more than it was so in the past, people used to go to the office, and some people still do. Yet many people, the home has become the office. The home is the, the place of work. And that puts the person, especially when you're in a relationship, very close to one another at times that seem odd at times because neither person is able to be there as a partner. They are there as an employee of some company or some group or some individual. And yet it's good to respect that. And respect is a big word as I see it. Always to respect one another no matter what, even if you're angry with your partner, even if you don't like what your partner is doing or saying, to, to address those concerns in such a way as to be always respectful can make an enormous difference. So never, never take your partner for granted and do not ever assume, no matter how much in love you are at the beginning of the relationship, I've heard people say, oh, yeah, but we love each other, so we'll never want to hurt each other, or we'll never get tired of one another, or we'll never be mad at each other. And then when they begin to live together and they deal with the nitty-gritty of every day and every month and um, every pandemic or every circumstance that comes out in the world, they say, I didn't, I wasn't well prepared for that. I didn't think about that. Or I, I, if I think of my parents, they were not prepared either. So I never saw people know how to be respectful and calm, even in the midst of difficulties. And so if we've never seen, if we've never had models of, a, of, a, of some quality, we need to find a way to learn how to be that person ourselves, to practice patience slowness of response to giving oneself time to reflect and choose to be responsive instead of 
reactive. When two people are reactive or one of the two is reactive and then the other person joins in and they're both reactive, no one is listening to the other. And so it's, it's like whatever you say, however brilliant you are being in that moment, no one is listening. <laughs> and so it's good to remember that and to say, let me take time to slow down, put myself uh, in, in a place of calm and, and, and be reflective about what's been taken place and how do I want to deal with it. Stay tuned for more. Here's another tip for those of you who are presently in a relationship, have been in a relationship in the past, and hope to possibly be there again in the future. It's good if one moves from one relationship to another to do so with uh, having given it some reflection and having taken more responsibility for yourself and how you deal with your feelings, how you express your feelings or your perspective, and how you deal with a person who is different from you, even if at the, same, at the beginning it would seem that you were so much similar, so much the same. So here's number three. Always be, be willing to listen to feelings, to your partner's feelings, and I would add to that person's perspective because sometimes having learned that feelings are important and they need to be dealt with, a person says, but how do you feel about it? And the other person says, eh, how do I know what I feel? I'm just PO'd, that's all, that's all I know. <laughs> and so to say to someone instead of how do you feel, how are you with that? What are, what are, are, have you had some reflections and uh, what's your perspective on that matter? To use a word that is not congested, that is not like a barnacle on the backside of uh, the outside of a, of a seashell that uh, irritates you, uh, your partner, but rather to say, I'd I, I'm all ears. And then if you are going to be all ears, it is important that you be d dedicated to listening instead of defending your position. You may have something to say. You may have some words to, that you would like to articulate. You may have some explanation so that you know that you know, it might make a whole lot more sense to the other person if they knew this or that or that other thing. Yet at the same time, it's about timing. And if you say to your partner, tell me a little bit or a lot, if you wish, about how you are with all of this, all of what's going on, and I will be all ears 
for a very good long time, not forever perhaps, but not for an hour, not for a half hour, but at least for 10 minutes. And 10 minutes may seem short, but it's really very long when you are you have a whole lot of uh, perspectives and ideas and and defensive kind of statements that you'd like to make and yet you say I'm giving my partner at least 5 or 10 minutes and perhaps you've talked about that ahead of time so that your partner knows that you're going to be available to hear even the moments of silence because sometimes a person needs to be silent for a moment or two or three, as they ponder on what are my thoughts, what are my feelings, what is my perspective, what am I, how am I with that event or that saying or that behavior. And so to give your partner some time, even if you are busting to the... <laughs> If you, if you wish, busting with ideas about what you want to say, it is good to say, for now, I'm all ears. And for now, maybe you could be all music ears. lovely music and this selection in particular is titled You and I and how very appropriate to the topic at hand today. It is from an album or a CD titled Blue Moon by David, D-A-V-E-E-D. And about David, um, it is said, let your mind travel on a fantastic journey full of passion, romance, and love. Serenaded by guitars, exotic violins, saxophones, and enchanting rhythms. Music is by David himself, and I'm so glad that I was introduced to his music many years ago because it speaks the language of diversity, of feelings, of hearing the music to be reflective of what is one's own set of feelings or someone else's feelings or putting us in the mood for love, loving, and remaining or returning to being a loving partner. And the following piece is titled, Love Song. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, yes. For some people, there is the fantasy that their life will be like that love song forever. And the fact is that it may well be at many, many times, yet at the same time, there will be the rougher days for one partner or the other, or the circumstances that impact all of you, both of you, in fact. And so it's good to be prepared. I notice that people prepare for weddings in particular uh, for months, and they pay attention to the flowers and the guest list and the location, and some of the weddings are taking place in very faraway locations that are pleasing to the couple but may not be, well, many people may not be able to travel. Uh, that distance or take that time away or have the funds to travel. And yet a lot, is ta a lot of time and effort is uh, created to make that one day perfect, magnificent, extraordinary. And yet is there any time left to, fo to, to ponder on how else can we Prepare, better prepare to have a long relationship where every day will not be like our wedding day. And it is important, even if people say, well, we don't need marriage, we can be together because we choose to and we choose one another and it's just as bonding as a marriage ceremony. And that's fine too, but it is important to say, how can we be prepared for the good days which is easy enough, it seems, yet also for the difficult days. Stay tuned for more in just a moment. Wouldn't it be lovely if it was always like a love song? It is good to be prepared for the other times, the other days. And it's just like plants. And I'd like to share with you about a program that is heard here on KDRT 95.7 FM here in Davis. The Davis Garden Show is on uh, with nursery pro Don Shore, who's been gardening and selling plants in Davis for more than three decades, so join or please join Don and his co-host Lois, Lois Richter, as they discuss and answer questions on all sorts of things about the garden and gardening. And to submit a question, send an e to gmail.com for Davis Garden Show, and perhaps your question will be addressed. And plants are very much like a relationship, and relationships are very much like plants. It's good to get to be familiar, knowing your plant, knowing your partner, knowing yourself, and knowing how to deal with the difficult moments because they will come along, and knowing how to celebrate the joy and have joy that lasts forever. And that is an important factor because relationships, at least many of us would like, will be relationships of long-lasting duration. And 
time is a factor that can allow for a deepening of the love between two people or a friction and a, um, and a, a separation with less love and more, oh, well, your old habits, so that's okay, but I don't have to like you, do I? <laughs> As happens quite frequently in relationships. And uh, that is not, it doesn't have to be that way. It just needs to be attended to in a way that is more loving in itself. And even if you're upset, annoyed, irritated, and possibly even angry uh, at the circumstances, at your partner or at yourself, it is good to remain and retain that capacity to be a loving person no matter what. Here's number four on my list. Be cautious about humor, puns, and witty remarks. In other words, it's not about who's going to get to be the, on top. It's about how can we function well as a team. And sometimes that's easy to say, but it's not easy to remember it because sometimes people will say, well, that person or that other person or I'm the one who is the, the, the commander-in-chief in this relationship or the person who calls the shots, so to speak. And the fact is it needs to be done with um, discussion and conversation and a whole lot of listening to one another and giving the listening the time to understand. You don't have to agree necessarily, but heavens, it, it could be that you can better understand a little bit of what your partner's perspective might be if you spend more time listening. And sometimes humor has its merits. Puns and witty remarks have their merits too, but never at the cost of another person or of the relationship. And that's important. It's really important to be selective and to say, what is the impact possibly that I'm forgetting to think about and I need to remember. And it's not that you can do and say everything perfectly at all times. That's not the point. It's not about being perfect, but it's about being accountable and responsible and being willing to say, I am so sorry. I, I was unaware that my words were so troubling or I, I'm unaware, I was unaware that you felt this way about such and such. Think about that. I'll be right back. Stay tuned for more. Here's another saying by Maya Angelou, 
when she was interviewed for by Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, on Maya's 70th birthday, it was a while ago. She says, people love a warm hug or just a friendly pat on the back. And, uh, and that's in line with what I've talked about in terms of people need to be acknowledged and valued, valued and validated, not just for who they are with you or what they do for you, but separately, independently of that, whatever they do that you really appreciate, value, and are thankful for or uh, wish you could develop, but it's just not your thing. <laughs> It's good that you can acknowledge your partner and say, I really like that about you. Because if one, if the only time there is physical contact is in the bedroom, then um, it's hard for one or the other to remember that love is forever in every room of the house at all times. And there are some more intimate mo movements and, and perspectives that are better between, behind closed doors. Yet at the same time, it's good to include hugs and friendly pats on the back, as, as uh, Maya Angelou said, uh, just uh, in the kitchen and in the living room and in the hallway as you pass by. And here's something that um, Maya Angelou said also. I have learned that even when I have pains, I don't have to be one. That is so significant because what she's saying is I don't have to be a pain, a pain in the neck or a pain in the back or a pain in the heart. I don't have to be... It's not that I can be perfect at all times, but I do consider impact and I do consider how someone might feel and their sensitivity. And it's, it's difficult at times because some, there are times when one says, oh, I, I regret that this was so disturbing to you because I, I thought differently about that. May I tell you about it? And it's good to ask permission to clarify because sometimes, as uh, she says, I've learned that life sometimes gives you a second chance. It could be, I hear of people who were married and divorced and eventually remarried, reconnected after having other relationships perhaps, maybe even have ch having children with a different mate, and yet they rediscover one another and it's never too late to have a second chance. Well, even when you have a long-time partner, it's never too late to have a second chance as being, at being, the, the, the lovely person that you have the desire to be and the capacity possibly to be and that you are becoming, even if it takes a bit of time. I've learned that life sometimes gives you a second chance. There's always a second chance, most of the time anyways. And if you say to the partner, I wonder how you feel about what I just did or what I said, and may, may, I, may I talk to you about it, or would you be willing to talk about it, and I will listen. And then I'd like to tell you where I was with it and 
will you be able to listen? Are you, will you be willing to listen? That takes time. That takes practice. That takes a while. And your partner may say, I'm not ready to listen to anything you have to say because I'm mad at you. I'm angry with you. I'm disturbed. I'm, I, I'm annoyed. I'm irritated. However, if the person who is irritated, as I've just d d described, says, I need some times and, and I have some t tools, I have some ways in which to reduce my annoyance so that I can cal be calm and sit down and talk with you and say, okay, I'm willing to talk from a place of calm and I would like to understand how come you did such and such or said such and such a thing and yet and then i will be listening willing willing to listen and that willingness can be there all the time forever and that's how long your relationship might last might last a long time maybe forever I'd like to read you a poem. It was written many years ago by Hafiz, H-A-F-I-Z. Here's what Hafiz, Hafiz has written. It happens all the time in heaven, and someday it will begin to happen again on earth, that men and women who give each other light often will get down on their knees and with tears in their eyes will sincerely speak, saying, My dear, how can I be more loving to you? How can I be more kind? Ah, my dear, how can I be more loving to you? How can I be more kind? And it's not just one partner who might say that. It needs to be said by both partners um, at different times, perhaps, or at the same time. But that great deal of goodwill that says, I want good things for me in this relationship, and I want good things for you as well. And so how can I be the kind of partner that you would like me to be even though I have to be myself, yet at the same time, how can I be my true self and still be loving towards you, kinder towards you in ways that are important to you? And over time, it is possible to find out 
what is important to my partner, what is mm, not so important, and what is not important at all. Think about that. like to share with you about another program that is heard here on KDRT 95.7 FM Davis and it can be listened to online so you can listen to the program anytime you wish. It is titled Nameli o Hawaii and it is featuring Beth Post who knows a whole lot about Hawaiian music and uh, musicians and will be glad to share both of those with you. She features the unique sounds of Hawaiian music from early icons of island music to today's innovators, exploring styles, the history of the genre, and revered songs and performance, performers and performance, of course. And she is live on Thursdays from 1 till 3, and yet... You can tune in to kdrt.org and find out when that program or my program, Heart to Heart, or Don's program, Don Shore's program, The Davis Garden Show, can be reheard so that you can listen at your convenience. I'd like to share is something that many of you will say, well, not me and not us and never. However, I hope that you might be willing to think about it in a different way. Because on a list of passion boosters to keep the flame, the love flame burning, it is said, kick the TV out, out of the bedroom. No third partner needed for real intimacy. Well, for many people, a television in the bedroom is an important factor, for many couples, that is. Except when you think about what is the purpose of the bedroom, if it's a place to rest, to get together, to be intimate with each other, or to have soft talk, um, the TV could be an interfering source because then your attention is on this third partner. And I can assure you that Ménage à trois. Three people in a relationship is one too many. It gets complicated enough with two, let alone three. And so even though there's a convenience about the comfort of one's bed and watching a program that is favored 
and I, it's understandable, yet at the same time, what is your partner doing? Is your partner also watching the same program? Or is it a time when, if you did not have the TV in the bedroom, you would be making love? You would be kind and gracious and uh, uh, connecting with each other. You would be having soft talk. You would be saying, let's talk about how we can be, uh, like the poem says in that last line, how can I be more loving to you? And how can I be more kind? Oh, my gracious. These words need to be spoken, words that are similar in, in, with, uh, within meaning, even if they may differ somehow, because that is an important thing to know about your, yourself and your partner, to be able to share. Here's what I request or require or need to hear. Here's what I would like, and would you be willing to hear it? And then tell me what you can do and what is just beyond your capability, at least at this time. Or what seems irrational to you may not be irrational to me. And so would you be willing to hear what it means to me? And if you want a relationship to work work out well for a very long time, it is important that you get to know one another and not assume anything but check, check with each other. And over time, things change. Roles change. We, if two people choose to have children, they may have young children, and then all of a sudden they are teenagers, and then all of a sudden they're out of the house creating a home or a life of their own. And so, or it could be that you have grandchildren and, and you're in, in taking care of grandchildren and you never expected to. Life's roles change in the course of one's existence. So one of the passion booster that is a big one is letting that the word is kick kick the TV out of the bedroom because no third partner is needed for genuine and real intimacy. And it's an important consideration and it needs to be a decision made by two people. If you have a TV in the bedroom and you one of you is listening at this moment and saying, Hmm, she may be making a point that I need to consider. Sit down and talk with your partner and so that there is not a sudden change in the decor in your bedroom uh, without your partner being part of the decision-making. That and laugh it up. Make lightness and play a daily must-do. That doesn't mean to be laughing when there's crying. That doesn't mean to laugh at problems, but it, it does mean that to have a, a, a perspective that brings lightness into your life, your joint life, and that you can see the funny side of just about well, a lot of things and maybe just about anything. And so so that there's lightness because when we laugh, we have happy hormones activated in our bodies and we can look at each other and say, oh, well, you know, I don't know how serious this is. I'd like to talk to you about such and such. And maybe some things that you may you think are big problems are not so big after all. 
And and then are there are other times when the the problems are as big as you thought they were, and then it's not time to laugh, but to include a lot of laughter in your way of life, in your relationship, in your way of talking with each other, in your way of being with each other. And it's, that's an important piece so as to keep the passion alive beyond the honeymoon stage, uh, but for all of your life. It may change as the relationship will have changed over time, deepened, hopefully, uh, because over time one gets not only fond but deeply fond of one another, really genuinely deeply caring about one another, wanting good things for oneself and the other as well, instead of being resentful, annoyed, irritated, and angry, as I said a few minutes ago. And so the the last of the passion boosters is make love, sweet love, a top-notch, first-class pri- priority. Yes, make love, sweet love, whether it's a song or simply a desire for you. Make that a top-notch, first-class priority. In other words, whether you have children, no children by choice or by circumstance, or your children are now out of the house, there's you and there's your partner, and you are with each other, and it is good to be for there for one another, for oneself and for the partner as well. Think about that. I'll be right back. Another piece that you might want to consider is don't make your partner your buddy. Yes, it is good, and I've heard it many times. My 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 mate is my my best friend, and it that's good to be, to have that person as a friend. But it's also good to not take that person for granted. That person is different from you, has a different history, a different childhood. There may have been similarities. There may have been some huge differences. And oftentimes a person has been um, maltreated or have been part of dramas and traumas and tragedies. And sometimes those have longer-lasting kind of impact on you or your partner than you would have thought. And so it's good to have that sensitivity that says, what I want for me and what I want for you is wellness of being at all times. And please let me know how I can help, how I can participate in you feeling good about being in this marriage, in this relationship, in this partnership. And I would like to hear that, and may I tell you, and I'd like to tell you what I need and what times, 
What times do I need to be silent? For example, sometimes people have different ways of, of resolving issues or facing issues. One person says, I need time to think. The other person says, uh, you know, this, we, we've had this problem for five years or 55 years for that matter, and uh, we can't postpone it anymore, so I, I want us to talk about it right now. Well, the person, the other person may need some time to walk around the block three times or reflect on what has been taking place. And so it's not that either person is wrong. It's just that both people are different. And it's good to know that you and your partner are different, even if on, in some ways you seem to be quite similar. Think about that for a moment because sometimes people take each other for granted and take the relationship for granted. And uh, after a, few, a couple of years, it's like, okay, we need to re-examine how we relate so that we keep the love light alive and well in our relationship, yet we know each other much better. That's after two years. Now, after 22 years... It's even more so. Think about that and invest always in lots of hugs and lots of physical contact and lots of kisses, not just in the bedroom, not just reserved for, quote, lovemaking, but always as a sentiment being expressed, I like you, I love you, you're precious to me, I value you. I will read that poem again for those of you who might have missed it. It is written by Hafiz, H-A-F-I-Z. It happens all the time in heaven, and someday it will happen, it will begin to happen again on earth, that men and women who give each other light often will get down on their knees and with tears in their eyes will sincerely speak saying, my dear, how can I be more loving to you? How can I be more kind?
Some of what I've shared with you today comes from a book titled Pasta for the Mind and Cookies for the Soul, Recipes and Reflections on Well-Being. This is Dr. G saying ciao for now. Thank you.